It's like Christmas came a little early, Jack. Is that right? Because you're back in the saddle, big dog. Woo! They talk about sports and pop culture for two different points of view. A father and a son disagree on with Spagalicious attitude. Today's top story is breaking them down through a generation gap. Listen to them talk about the NFL. Listen to them talk Doja Cat. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. Well, 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 well. Look who we have here, folks. It's the, it's uh, Mr. Charming. It's Mono Boy. Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Well, Jack, you've been feeling a lot better, and you've already made one podcast since your whole mono outbreak. But you do know that Luke stepped in for a bonus podcast that we dropped yesterday, right? Good for that little Luke. And you know that uh, Drew Todd was a special guest on the uh, on on the podcast. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he did pretty well. You know, speaking of Drew, I've got some shout outs. Do you ever have people say, "Hey, shout me out on the podcast"? Yeah, but I I don't I don't follow through a lot. I, I've been getting more, which is kind of complimentary. The first shout out is going to go to Drew's mom, Bryn Todd, and then yes. Drew's sister, Reese Todd. They are they're very complimentary. They're longtime listeners of the show. Yeah. Another shout out goes to Raleigh McCayman. I mean, he is he's, he's the man, probably the original accordion. Yeah, as you like to call them. Except him and Sam do like to joke around. Uh, I don't know. Like, Raleigh, I, I tell you what, Sam likes to say he hates the show, and Sam just might. Sam being uh, my other son, and then, of course, Jack's brother. Uh, Raleigh loves the show. Like, Raleigh was texting me about this funny thing that Luke said. I'm like, dude, you deserve a medal for listening to all these podcasts. <laughs> and he says, they make me laugh, so we need to make sure that Raleigh's feeling okay. That could be kind of a disorder, you know? But hey, the third shout out today. For me, it comes to a guy named Matt Stimson. Matt is this dude that works out about the same time I do, and he's just a great dude. He was talking to me today, and he was like – he said something about – you have to give me a shout-out on the podcast. I'm like, did I tell you about the podcast? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been listening, man. He's like, I I caught the one where Luke stepped in for Jack. I'm like, wow. So Shout-out to Mr. Matt. Yeah, Matt's a good dude, and yeah, just a good dude. All right, also, while we're at it, some housekeeping notes. Jack, tell – our listeners, how they can follow us on social media. Oh, uh, I forgot. Really? Instagram. That's right. What's our handle? According to the Osbournes. That's good. It sounded like you were like a robot. <laughs> According to the Osbournes. And unlike the way he read it, there's no underscores there. It's just according to the Osbournes. It's at according to the Osbournes. And then one more housekeeping note. Jack, it's the season of giving. And do you know how the listeners can give back to us? They can give us a nice little five star. A five star rating on on wherever you wherever you get your apps. I don't think Spotify will let you rate. I know Apple Podcasts will let you rate. Those five star ratings help. Hey, we're legit. We got our first hate. We got a one star rating. Or it was just a clown that was messing with us. Oh no, dude! It's it's hate. Either way, it's one star. So that dropped us down in the star rankings. Come on, make up for it. We need a a follow and a five star uh, five star tap if you are so inclined. Uh, we sure do appreciate our listeners, Jack. And while we are appreciating our listeners, it really means we need to deliver a really good show today. You think we've got one in the in the tank? I do. Do you want to tell everybody what we're going to talk about? I mean, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the playoff picture for the NFL. We are. We're going to talk some, you know, Jake Paul. Uh, you know, he's boxing again. We are and, going to talk about Jake Paul. Of course, we got Jack's five stats. Yeah, and we do. 
We got we got some Christmas stats, baby. I, I dug up ten Christmas stats that we're going to close the show on that I think are fun, that I think are a good time. But Jack, I'll give let's, you the choice. Do you want to start? Let's, with, let's do let's do some playoff picture. Okay, we're going to talk about basically what we're going to do is we're going to tell you guys who we think is going to make the NFL playoffs. Jack, I've got my list. I don't know how you want to do this. Um, let's just I'll say my one seed, then you say your one seed. Oh, I don't have it quite broken out that well, but I can do it. Go ahead. You want to start with the AFC or the NFC? Let's go AFC. Okay, let me get a let me get this pin here. All right. All right, Jack. Uh, so you said, I'm sorry, I already forgot. AFC. Okay, let's go. Who do you got? Kansas City. I agree with that. They're t- you know, you look up and it's like they, they've been struggling, struggling, struggling. You look up, they're 10-4. All right, who you got for the two? New England. I do too. Interesting, though, I think that New England and Buffalo, and I don't know who holds the tiebreaker. I know New England beat Buffalo recently. Don't they play twice? Uh, oh, yeah, well, I have New England as a better record than Buffalo. I have uh, New England being 11-6 and six so and I'll, Buffalo being 10-7. and seven. I'll give New England the two, but it's going to come down to the December 26th matchup because it's at New England. Buffalo plays New England. Whoever wins that has the inside track, in my opinion. That's not for me because I have them at a different record. Okay, good for you. Alrighty, um, my three seed is the Colts. Yeah, uh, they're on so, fire. You, so you think the Colts are going to catch Tennessee? Oh yeah, I, I have a shock. <sighs> they, they'd have to. The Colts are eight and six. The Tennessee's nine and five. Tennessee beat Indy two zero in their head to head. So they're going to have to go. They'd have to go say three and zero. Like if they went three and zero and Tennessee went two and one, it would be it's Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Yep. I understand that. Yeah, I'm going to give Tennessee the three on that. Okay. All right, who's your four? Who's going to win the AFC Baltimore. North? I think it's tough. I mean, they're both Baltimore and Cincinnati are both eight and six. I, I wish I could, you the, know. The remaining I, schedule, Baltimore just kills it. Do you think it's hard or easy? Because I've actually got it pulled up right here. Well, I well, Cincy's schedule is is the it's what the deal breaker for me. All right, Cincinnati is they've got the Ravens, so that's that's the winner of that wins, I think. But Cincinnati's got the Ravens. Actually, I see what you're saying. Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs, and then the and Browns. I got the Ravens beating the Bengals. I'm sorry. You know what? Oh, that's a tough one. I, it, I, I kind of did it a different way. I, I'm I'm saying both those teams are getting in, but I'll go ahead. And play, I agree, both those teams I, are. I, in. I'll go ahead and play along with you. I will just to make it interesting. I will call Cincy the four. I will call Cincy right. the AFC North divisional winner. All right, who do you got at five? Um, I have Buffalo because. And by the way, listener, these would be the three. This, these would be the three wild card teams, the three next best records in the AFC. So go ahead, Jack. Sorry. Well, for me, it's you know it's between Cincy, Buffalo, and I got Cincy going nine and eight, and Buffalo going ten and seven to finish out the year. So I got Buffalo. And I actually agree. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I I would have Baltimore at the five, and I would have Buffalo at the six. Okay. Who do you have at the six? The Chargers. Okay, and see, I've got the Chargers on the outside looking in. Actually, no, I don't. See, I did these a different way. Here's who I have going. I have Kansas City and the Chargers from the West. I have Tennessee and Indy from the AFC South. I've got New England and Buffalo going, and I've got the winner of the Cincy-Baltimore game going. So one of those teams, Cincinnati or Baltimore, will not go, in my opinion. 
Okay, I I see that's where we're we're different. I have Cincy and Baltimore in my playoffs. Okay, and I have um, Tennessee um, not in my playoffs. I have them losing out. Okay, I do not. That's interesting. All right, so basically, it's Tennessee. Who do you not have? You don't have Tennessee, and I do have Tennessee. And then I have Chargers. Who do you? Who else? Who was your seven? Well, okay, I've got Chargers and Kansas. This is terrible podcasting, by the way. I've got. Uh, I've got. Who do you have from the West going? I've got Kansas City and the Chargers. Do you agree with that? Yes. Okay. Who do you have from the AFC South going? Um, I have Indy, and that's it. Okay. See, I have Indy and Tennessee. Who do you have from the AFC North? The AFC North, I have New England and Buffalo. That's AFC East. AFC North is Cincy and all them. Cincy and Baltimore, I have both of them. Okay, I do too. Who do you have from the AFC East? New England and Buffalo. Well, that's too many teams. There's only seven teams go. Yeah, seven teams. Kansas City, New England, Indianapolis, and then Baltimore. Oh, that's right. Chargers. You, you only have Indy from the AFC. Okay, I can live with that. That's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good matchup. So basically. You and I are more or less saying the same thing. I have Cincy or Baltimore going. You have Tennessee not going. That's the big difference there. Already NFC. Yep. My one is Green Bay, without a doubt. It's not even close. Number one, I think, not only do I agree with you, I think Green Bay, to me, is the only team in the entire NFL that I'm willing to say I can see them in the Super Bowl. Uh, Yeah, I agree. All right, go ahead. Rams, two. I certainly have the Rams over Arizona, and I'll go ahead. Because I have the Rams going for sure, I'll tell you that they're two as well. All right? Dallas. I agree with that. I agree with Dallas at the three. And I think, then I think Dallas is in trouble, by the way, unless they can kind of figure out what's going, out, what's going on rather their on, offense. on offense. Yep, exactly. I their agree. defense is playing great, though, and that's huge. And then Tampa's four. Tampa will clearly win the NFC South, so that would be the four seed. There are three wild cards at play. Who do you have? Obviously, number five, Arizona. Yeah. I think, and I said this the well, other I've day. I've got them going one and two, but there'd still be 11 and six. No, they're in the playoffs. And I said this the other day. I think Arizona, I just think Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Soft. I yeah, agree. When, it, when it's all said and done, a Cliff Kingsbury offense is soft. I agree with that. Which is weird for me to say because they've got a blue-collar guy like Connor who scored a million touchdowns. But, dude, they're soft. And I don't know. All right. But for kicks and giggles, since I know that they're going to go to the playoffs because they were off to such a great start, I'll give them the five as well. There are two more seeds at play. My six was San Francisco. Totally agree with that. I have them winning out. Totally agree with San Francisco. One of those, or excuse me, three of the four NFC West teams are going. That yeah. leaves just one more team. Can I tell you who I think it's going to be? Yes. I think it's going to be Minnesota at the seven. All right. So this is tough. I got Philly. Okay. It's between those two teams. I agree with that. I really wanted to put the Saints. I just can't. The, the, I, mathematically, it didn't work out. I had the Saints and Philly going 9-8, and eight, and Philly has head-to-head over Saints. I really wanted the Saints as well, and I'm not afraid to make a homer pick. Goodness knows I love me some Alvin. Marquezzi. They're not good. They're yeah, just not they're, a good they're offense. They're not going to make the playoffs. They aren't. And by the way, Alvin, I mean, like – I hate the way he's being utilized. I mean, yeah, he's catching some passes, but they've got him running between the tackles, and he hasn't had any long runs. It's always like three yards in a cloud of dust, even though they play on turf. And I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm out on their offense. I don't really believe in them. I am. I think that the the NFL is just wide open this year. I though. totally agree. There, there's some crazy stat. It's like 
you know, 25 or more teams have, like, five or more wins. Yeah. It's Some a, crazy stat like that. Yeah, and then you factor in that, you know, how many teams are there? Aren't there 32? 32. And so 14 are making the playoffs. That's like 44%. All right, speaking of getting things done, making playoffs, we got to talk about someone that got something done, even though there was no playoff ex- at stake. What's the kid's name? Uh, Jake Paul. Yeah, let's talk about Jake Paul. Jake Paul? What a boss. Right. You know, he... You know, t- t- hold on though. We're bad at this. When I listen back, I think that, right, that we need to set things up for our Jake listeners. Paul. He is a YouTuber, and you know, people just think he's the biggest clown. He, you know, he's he's became a boxer. He was four and zero before this fight, and he was going to fight Tyron Woodley. I think is his name. And Tyron Woodley is his name, and he is a pro boxer. It, he was a UFC guy, right? Yeah. Okay, and I think he's a lot older, though, right? Yeah. He's probably 34 or 5-ish. You keep going. I'm going to Google that. And they boxed, and Jake Paul absolutely knocked him out. Well, this wasn't their first match, though. That's right. They they fought before, um, and, you know, Jake won. And, you know, Jake wanted him to get a tattoo. That's, wanted, Tyron to, or, uh, wanted Tyron Woodley to get right. a tattoo that was like, I love Jake Paul or something. And so they ended up just, they were planning to have a rematch. And Jake Paul just knocked him out cold. Well, let's back up just a second, because I thought there was a lot at play in the first matchup. Namely, it was in Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. And that's Jake Paul's. That is, yes. Jake Paul's hometown. His hometown. And it was pretty close. Mm-hmm. And there was some smack talking about a tattoo. And then Tyron ended up getting the tattoo, but then Jake didn't agree to fight him right away. I mean, there was kind of some back and forth, right? There was back and forth bickering, you know? And let me tell you what I perceived as just, I don't know, a grown-up that's out of touch. I was like, man, Tyron Woodley, with the proper training, would absolutely smack this guy. Because I just thought that. I just thought, as a UFC fighter, I just thought he would absolutely clown him. And I thought there might have been some shenanigans with it being in in uh, Jake Paul's hometown. You know, I just I wasn't sure. Some people thought it was rigged because it was pretty close, and a lot of people thought Tyron should have won. Right. So I was giving the rematch if it were to happen. I thought that that Tyron would get it. I really did. So anyway, go ahead, pick it up. It go. I thought that as well. But you know what I think about Jake Paul after this fight? What I think that he knows exactly what he's doing on social media. Well, ex- explain. I feel like he he halfway tries to portray himself as a clown, you know. So it, it's a big old deal this fight. But I think Jake Paul also knows his standards. I think Jake Paul really is a good boxer, and I think that he knows he's a good boxer. And I think that he also know that he had a chance to knock this guy out, and he did it. And I just feel like he he knows exactly what he's doing on social media, but. He portrays himself as an idiot, a clown, but some people love him, some people hate him. I think he's intentionally polarizing. He's a hot topic. He is a hot topic. He's 24, Tyron's 39. That's a heck of an age difference for what it's worth. I, this is what I think after watching. Did you? I, I know you did, I, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Did you see the knockout? Yes. There is some footage of it that's like, I swear, it's like the person's ringside, and it's it's you know filmed in the orientation of how you look at your phone, not like TV style. Mm-hmm. And I watched it probably six times. I've never seen like the people because I heard this also that maybe this one was rigged. Dude, that punch that Jake Paul landed on him, 
He was unconscious immediately. I mean, it was. Did you see the way he felt on yes, the floor? Yes, yes. And I like again. I watched it several times. The sound that punch made, I, I couldn't believe it. And I'm here to tell you, my stance on Jake Paul has changed 100 percent is there a huge age difference yes do i think he'd be a great professional boxer i I don't know but i can tell you this he is an insane athlete because tyron woodley's cut up he's a ufc fighter and i don't know jake paul's got my attention i think that's what i would say and listen what what this clown said Le'Veon bell in my opinion okay so tell the listener who Le'Veon bell is. Le'Veon bell was a foot he's he was a great running back for the steelers he got injured he got Something happened with him in the Steelers. Then he got bounced around the league a bit. Yeah, he did just get signed by Tampa Bay Buccaneers well, where, the other day. Where did he wind up this he, season? He he winded up being a running back for the Ravens, but he just recently got dropped by the Ravens. By the Ravens, right? Okay, so and he chimes in. Le'Veon so Le'Veon feels, chimes yeah. in. He says, "Fight me! Stop trying to fight people who can't box." He's talk, talk, talk talking to, to Jake, Jake Paul. Paul, right? And Jake Paul said, "Tyron would drop you faster than the Ravens." Oh my goodness. That's just, Man. So Jake Paul is saying the dude I just dropped, he'd drop you faster than the Ravens. That is a five star burn. I yeah, man. That's, that's better than that's better than Flower Power and Belichick man right there, man. <laughs> okay, hold on. You know what? This is a perfect tease. Let's take a break right here. We're gonna explain what he meant by Flower Power and Belichick mate after the break. Hang tight. back all right jack before we tell the listeners about this whole bella checkmate and flower power thing in our fantasy football league we've got to talk about the island boys just the su- island super boys. quick just island right, so, hold on because i want to set the table for the older uh, listeners out there who there's zero chance they've heard of the island boys the other fo- like for example bren todd the mom has not heard of the Island Boys. Reese Todd, the daughter, has heard of the Island Boys. So let me fill in the older half of our listeners. The Island Boys are two clowns. Okay, they're, they're, they're twins who are nutty famous on TikTok. I think they've got five million followers. And this is how they hit my radar. I troll around a couple of gossip sites for topics for this show. And I saw this one headline that said, Island Boys get hate at the Jake Paul fight. I'm like, oh, I'll look at this. So I click on it. These two dudes, like, I mean, I don't don't know how tall they are, but I'm telling you what. Their hair adds about seven inches. Dude, if they weigh 104 pounds, then I'm seven feet tall. And people that know me in real life know that I am not seven feet tall. So, goodness gracious, these dudes, someone needs to throw them a ham sandwich. They're skinny little emaciated boys, right? Yeah. And they get trolled hard at the fight. In fact, did you did you watch yeah, the Yeah, I did see the video. So the, I sent Jack a link. That, that one dude, number one, that was an amazing toss. This one dude throws like a beer, I would presume. I mean, I bet he's I, I don't know, 40 feet away. And yeah. It goes over all these people and it just lands right near or, or on these boys. So I'm like, <laughs> holy cow. So I asked Jack, I'm like, who are these clowns? And Jack, tell me, tell the listeners who these clowns are. So basically, I would say around like October, they came out with a song and, and it was like, I'm, I'm an boy. Like, they literally sound like that. I'm sure dad can post a TikTok up about it. Like, it is so funny. And, um, yeah, they basically get clowned on TikTok. Everyone hates on them. Well, they've made a ton of TikToks. I don't know if I can pull that one up or not, but I did a deep dive on these boys, which is pathetic that me as a grown-up is sitting there, like, basically stalking their page. 
I cannot believe these guys are famous. They're actually kind of entertaining. They've, Here, I found a good TikTok. Go, play it into the microphone. Like, hold on. Hold on. I can't lie, I get haircuts every other day, yeah. <laughs> I be laughing to the bank, they be asking me why, because I be getting the wrecks I be laughing so to the bank, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Look, Hold on, do another. Uh, you hating on me? Cause well, number one, you know just, Number two, you envy. Number three, you wanna be like me. Number four, you really like me. So stop it. So stop it. And that—that that is a fan that, or a follower, I guess. That like, re- you can reply to a TikTok with a video, like a TikTok comment. Yeah. And someone commented, "This has to be a joke." And he's like, "You number three, you hating on me? Number four." That's weird. I've got that same one pulled up right now. You know. This is my thing. They are on record as saying, man, I can't believe we got so much hate at the Jake Paul fight. Their entire TikToks, like uh, half of them are responding to hate. They yeah, get, they, they, get they tro- literally reply to hate. They get trolled all the time. But it, they shouldn't get trolled. They're clowns. Yeah. Oh, that it is. Everyone that be hating on me, but guess what? On my office day designer, I can't wear if it's not no designer brand. I can't wear if it's not no designer brand. I mean, give me a break. Well, so again, in my deep dive, I noticed some things. They got a pretty nice home. I mean, there's can lights, there's crown molding. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Like I'm like because I like to look at these things and be like, who are these kids? Dude, they come from a. They trying to make it out the island. They come from a middle class, upper middle class. Their dad's probably an accountant or a CPA. I mean, give me a break. Anyway, I thought it was amazing that they were amazed by how much hate they got because the, they get clowned on TikTok nonstop, nonstop clowning on TikTok. Okay, speaking of nonstop clowning, this is a great segue to our next topic, and it's a topic that's unannounced, but it came up organically. We're in a fantasy football league. It's called the Naked Bootleggers. There is a team called Flower Power, and it's one of my best friends, Jonathan Johnson. Jonathan's not just the worst fantasy football player in our league. He's probably the worst fantasy football player that you, listener, know. Okay, There's like probably – he might be one of the three or four worst fantasy football players in the entire history of organized fantasy football. He, Facts he or had a losing season last year. He was the, and, he was the guy last year. Yeah, and it's – it's coming down to it. Right. This year, so so right? hold on. Let me, let me set this a little bit. So he is in last place, and I'm the embattled commissioner, and I make all these like controversial decisions or whatever. So I decided that instead of just giving it to Jonathan or his son, Hank, um, Lamb Nuts is his team name, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, Lamb Nuts. He likes to call himself CD's Nuts, but it's, it's Lamb Nuts. Yeah, the, 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 his, his team's name is Lamb Nuts. He does try to say it's CD's Nuts, as in CD Lamb, but it's Lamb Nuts. Anyway, so. Those two are really battling it out for last place. But I thought, you know what? What we should do, because we have 12 people in the league, the top four are in the championship bracket. Why not have the bottom four in a traditional bracket. loser bracket? Right. Whoever loses twice is our loser. Well, there's a, there's a team called Bella Checkmate. which is a great name. And Bella Checkmate, let's protect his identity because he's kind of a private kid. I love this kid. He's so smart. And he doesn't – he's not the most vocal kid, but he has dropped a couple of videos and a They're couple of statements. Man. And one meme in our group thread. It was so funny. Kids, like rock star smart and very, very, very funny. Anyway, he takes offense because I think he is the nine, nine seed. seed. So he's sitting there being like, why in the world do I have a chance of losing? Why in the world could I be the 12th seed? It's got to be JJ or maybe – Maybe Hank, 
you know, uh, lamb nuts because flower power is the 12, lamb nuts is the 11. So he, in his mind, is one of those two. And that's how we did it last year was 11 v. 12, loser loses. But no, we're doing it differently this year. So he drops this video. He calls me out. I mean, he just clowns JJ and dad. He told JJ in the video that he ought to be ashamed of himself for how bad he is. So, so JJ, flower power, starts like saying, well, you're scared. You're scared. He and starts, he starts calling Belichick scared or something. Bel- Bella, belly scared. Bella scared, yeah. And then JJ, JJ had a picture of like some water on his pants. He said, this is Bella scared when he, when he plays me this week. Right, as in Bella scared has wet his pants. He's so scared he's wet in his pants. So then, then, then Bella checkmate drops a meme because JJ doesn't have a lot of hair. In fact, he shaves his head. He goes, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, so it's a meme of JJ when he was younger when he had a little hair. And it said, uh, the last time I had a winning record in fantasy football, I had hair. And, I mean, it was just – It was You kind of had to see it, but it was an absolute five-star roast. So – JJ Flower Power has been dropping these videos where he goes around town and just walks into places and like he walks into a a waxing place like where like a hair removal place and he goes in there and obviously he's told the people to play along he's like hey uh listen I'd like to get the wax special for my friend Bella Checkmate and the lady behind the counter on cue goes oh I'm sorry we can't do that you've already waxed that ass <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. It was so, and you know, you missed the part. Like he walks in, and the lady at the front desk goes, "Oh, hey, Flower Power." That's right. The, like the lady, know, oh, hi, Flower Power. How are you? <laughs> he walks up to a food truck, and they're like, "Hey, Flower Power." He's like, "Hey, have you seen Bella Checkmate?" They're like, "No, that boy's scared as hell." <laughs> so anyway, it was so funny, so much fun, and it just it, golly, our league is fun. Money. It is so fun. Money. I cannot wait. Like, I'm more interested to see who wins or loses the loser bracket. Yeah, than, than who wins the league. Yeah, and, and that's that's what's so great about our league. All right, let's shift gears, keep things moving. Jack, we are going to close the show with two different stat segments. We're going to start with... Jack Stats. Who wants Jack Stats? You want Jack Stats. Yeah, Jack's five stats. Your Jack's five stats. Stat number one. So yesterday marked half of a lifetime for LeBron being a professional basketball player. Wow. 6,752 days from his birth until his draft day and 6,752 days from his draft day until yesterday. Dude, that's a great stat. So he spent half half of his life playing professional basketball. How old is LeBron? Probably 36. I don't know. I can't do that math. All right. Tell us where you got that stat. I got that stat from Bleacher Report. All right. Keep going. The next stat is um, since the month of October, the team with the most rushing touchdowns is the Colts. They have 20. And Jonathan Taylor has 17 of them. In second place, the Eagles was 17. So Jonathan Taylor has the most rushing, has more rushing touchdowns than any team in the league. He has as many, right? That's amazing. That's a great stat. I know know why you like that stat, son. Yes, sir. My boy. That's from CBS Sports. I got two words for you. Aaron Rodgers. Too soon? Uh, Maybe. As in you should have started him and you'd be playing for the championship right now? Anyway, go ahead. Um, On primetime football, 
against the Saints, Tom Brady was shut out for the first time in 15 years. Yeah, that that was an ugly game. Where'd you get those last two stats? Um, remember the Jonathan Taylor was CBS Sports. Um, that one was from ESPN. Cool. The Tom Brady one. All right, two more. You're doing good. These are good stats. Especially my favorite was the LeBron stat. Go ahead. So these stats, they're a little interesting. These stats are actually from a bowling alley. Oh, okay, yeah. Because there were stats just on the bowling thing, so um, stat number four is from bowling, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's from Maple. Is it Maple, Maple Hall? I always call it Maple Alley for some reason, but yeah, a Maple sneeze, Hall. They, okay, ready? Yeah, I'm a sorry, sneeze travels out of your mouth at over 100 miles per hour. So gross. And my fifth stat is... Um, a hummingbird weighs less than a penny. It's outstanding. Those are those are great stats from the bowling alley. Honorable mention: a bat exiting a cave always turns left, which I don't. That's just cat. How's that cat. documented? I mean, like, yeah. like have what if you bat seen? Wants to, what if a bat wants to turn right? Right, and I mean, like, tell me that there's some dude that just like I don't know. Like, Watch does that happen? Like, it's just what's weird. impossible stat to verify because th- th- no one's seen every bat leave a cave. True. I mean, I would hope it's true. Yeah. If so, that dude's got a boring life. No, of course no one's... Like, they, it can't be. It's impossible to see every single bat leave every single cave. All right, and then another fun stat, I thought. Three-quarters of you, the number of bones you have in your body are located in your feet. Very interesting. And a stomach has to... I, I, I'm going to get this one wrong because I don't have it written down, but something about has to reproduce its mucus lining every two weeks because if it didn't, it would digest itself, and I'm not sure I understand that. Yeah, I don't want to understand that. Yeah, all right. Well, I tell you what. Why don't we go from that to my Christmas stats? Are you ready for me to close the show with 10 stats about Christmas? Yes. Okay, great. You won't want to miss these guys. They are very, very fun. All right, Jack, here we go. Number one, Prince Albert made Christmas trees popular. He was Queen Victoria's husband. In 1848, he put up a Christmas tree at Windsor Castle. So that's how Christmas... That is so interesting. It is very interesting. I'm glad you liked it. Okay, I thought this was super interesting. Coca-Cola played a part in Santa's image. By the way, I got all these from Good Housekeeping Magazine, Jack. Okay. Online. I Googled it, and that's the link that popped up. All right. Coca-Cola played a role in Santa's image. Santa, Santa's looks tended to be a little more spooky than jolly, but in 1931, they hired a man named Haddon Sundblom to depict the jolly old elf for magazine ads. That's where he got kind of the round, cheerful, bearded dude. Well, I mean, they in, found out what he looks like, obviously. Obviously. They obviously did some... They, this, they did th- some, like, some secret-level spying. Good call. Haddon Sundblom did some secret-level spying, figured it all out. All right. Number three, a lot of people think the busiest shopping day of the year is Black Friday. I can tell you for a fact that's not true. Do you know how I can tell you it's not true? How? Because I shop on the busiest shopping day of the year. Do you know what the busiest shopping day of the year is? What? Right before Christmas, son. Right before Christmas. As is evidenced by what will happen to me on Friday when I try to go. So anyway, it's the Friday and Saturday before Christmas. Those are the two busiest shopping days of the year. All right, stat number four. Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving song. This guy named James Lord. Piermont wrote the song called One Horse Open Sleigh for his church's Thanksgiving concert in the mid-19th century. Then, Jack, in 1857, so just a few years later, the song was re-released as Jingle Bells, and it morphed into the Christmas classic that it is today. Jack, stat number five. Any guess which song, which Christmas song has been remade the most number of times? Uh, oh, gosh. 
I really want to make a good guess, so why don't can I have some time to think? Absolutely. Let's push pause. Okay, we've pushed pause. Jack had about, I don't know, two minutes to think. He did not do any Googling. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm really bad at this type of stuff, but I'm just going to take a guess. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That is inaccurate. It is Silent Night. All right, that, that popped up in my brain. <laughs> okay. Silent Night yeah. and... Uh, 783 different versions since it was copyrighted in 1978. Stat number six. Christmas decorating sends nearly 15,000 people to the emergency room every single year. This according to Consumer Product Safety what? Commission. Like decorating? like Correct. Falling off of... Like, I'll tell you what. Sam hops up yeah. above the front door. We have a really tall alcove when you walk into our house. And he jumped, not jumped. He, I'm holding the ladder. He goes up there. He sets up the tree. I do not like that. I do. That, in fact, that, that gets that gets me. Every yeah, time. I don't. I, I don't think we're doing that next year. What? I, it looks good. No, I think I'll bring someone in to do it. I think we'll outsource that. Yeah. All right, stat number seven. Mistletoe is an aphrodisiac. Son, do you know what an aphrodisiac is? No. Let's leave it. At that. Okay. The holiday doesn't, the ha, excuse me, the holiday decoration isn't just pretty. It's also an ancient symbol of fertility and virility. Man, and, that's awesome. And the Druids considered it an aphrodisiac. If you knew what it was, you, if you knew what that word meant, you'd go out and buy it and try it on your people. All right. Number eight. Jack, do you know where candy canes originated? Germany. That's because we just had an outtake, everyone. They did originate in Germany. This is interesting. Originally, a choir master gave the red and white striped candies to young children to keep them quiet during marathon church services. Um, But you know what? In 1847, some German-Swedish immigrant, and I didn't get his name, he decorated his tree with candy canes. And from that point on, they became a popular Christmas candy. Number nine. The Christmas gift with a life-saving secret. I think you'll find this cool. During World War II, the United States Playing Card Company joined forces with the American and British intelligence agencies to create a very special deck of playing cards. They distributed these decks of playing cards to the troops as Christmas gifts. But... They also helped allied prisoners of war escape the German prisoner of war camps. When wet, these cards peeled apart to reveal secret maps of escape routes. We are that smart. That's really cool. That is very cool. That's really cool. All right. You know that big, huge Rockefeller Christmas tree? You know what I'm talking about in New York? Oh, yeah, I do. Well, it wasn't always big, huge, and tall. It started as a really small tree. It was in 1931. Construction workers placed a small and undecorated tree while working there. Two years later, another tree appeared in its place. This time, it was draped in light, so it got a little bigger, and obviously, it had a little little decoration Decoration. to it. Right. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. Today, the majestic tree bears more than 25,000 twinkling lights and sees millions, Jack, millions of selfie takers each season. Wow. I have been to that tree, and it is amazing, and I consider it a parental failure that I've never taken you guys to New York City. In fact, you know what? What? We should go to New York. Do you want to go to New York sometime? Maybe. Let's make that a New Year's goal for 2022. But before New Year's comes Christmas, Jack, anything you want to say to the listeners out there? Merry Christmas, listeners. Absolutely. I hope each one of you guys has a very Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to... According to the Osbournes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.